but he is uh, he has MS now, right? And he can't he can't walk and um Oh boy. You know, and he's not dying. Uh you know, he's not dying tomorrow, but you know, his life is probably, you know, is shortened, right? Is shortened now. And he's got one of the largest fly fishing resources online. He's been around just like you on the blog forever. Hey, how's it going today? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show. If you get a chance, please share this episode today with one other person and help us continue to grow this podcast 100% organically. That'd be very, very amazing. Uh, Roger Mays, host of Ask About Fly Fishing, the podcast, is here to share the story of why he created one of the longest-running podcasts and what he has planned for the next uh, few years to come. Uh, and this one, stay tuned midway through when I break into another conversation and link to the rest of the story on on our different podcasts. So I'm going to break uh, halfway through and allow you to go listen to some of the uh, some of the fly fishing business side of it. And then, uh, uh, but if you want to stick around, you don't have to do anything. You can just keep listening, and you'll hear the rest of our ask about fly fishing. Uh, story. So I'm interested to hear what you think about this. Uh, obviously, the outdoors online marketing podcast is is one of the other big things I have going. Uh, so we're kind of mixing it up here. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, you could send me a message, Dave at wetflyswing.com. So without further ado, here is Roger Mays from Ask About Fly Fishing. How's it going, Roger? It's going great. Sunny day here in Colorado. Uh, we get a lot of them. <laughs> that's awesome. God, you guys, yeah. that, that, that's the thing about Colorado. We always talk about that here because we've got some cool stuff, but we don't have as much sunshine, at least on the west side over here. So you, you got it pretty good. Yeah, we do. We do. That's Can't cool. complain about that. That's cool. And you're in a hot spot. I mean, obviously the fly fishing, you know, Colorado comes up a lot because it's a, uh, you know, I don't know per capita if it's got more fly shops than any other state, but it's got a bunch of them. Um, I want to jump into, you know, obviously ask about fly fishing. You've got one of the longest running, um, you know, podcasts out there. I'm not even sure if it was a podcast when you got started, if it was called a podcast when you started, but we could dig into that. Um, but maybe first start us off where you, where you, how you got into fly fishing. How I got into fly fishing? Well, oh, um, well, I started fishing with my dad, throwing bass plugs and stuff from a boat. You know, when I was about five or six years old, I think. And uh, and then we moved to Alaska, and um, we were uh, stationed up there. My dad was in the Air Force, and so we were stationed there in Anchorage and fished the Kenai Peninsula every weekend. Went camping, and so I get really tuned into the outdoors back then and fishing. Uh, it was fantastic fishing back then. And, uh, so from there, um, we moved back to Colorado and, um, I just, uh, I was given a bamboo fly rod for my great uncle in Chicago. And I like, what do I do with this? So my dad said, well, maybe we should find a reel and some line for it. So we did. My dad didn't fly fish, but, um, uh, so I took that and I started just waving it around in the backyard and, uh, taught myself how to cast and uh and that led later to a neighbor father that lived two doors down from us taught my best friend back then and i uh, about how to tie flies and so we started tying flies and and that's kind of how it started and i've just been you know fishing ever since but uh uh the, the the business side and the and the uh uh and the uh you know ask about fly fishing podcasting and so forth came along much later. But. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did, so, I mean, I think, was it 2006 when Ask About Fly Fishing got going? Yeah. To March of 2006. And, uh, it was just kind of a, 
I was actually, I've always been involved in advertising and marketing. I mean, I was a commercial photographer when I first started out. I have a degree in illustrative photography. But at the time, I was taking a, a course from uh, one of the, the big names in marketing, Alex Mandosian, and it was on, uh, it was called Telemarketing Secrets. And I was going through the course to try to figure out how I could use, you know, recorded conference calls in the marketing world for my clients. And all of a sudden, I just thought, oh, well, Gosh, nobody's talking, I mean, in quotes, right, talking hmm. about fly fishing online at that point. Um, and so, and this was before the videos were getting going and all that. And so I just thought, well, you know, this might be something that we could we could uh, do, you know. And and on I, I've always been a, an educator in many ways, doing seminars across the country and so forth. So I thought this is a good place to maybe educate the public about fly fishing. So a friend of mine just got I said, hey, what, you want to do this with me? So we kind of, he said, yeah, we kind of co-hosted it at the beginning and, um, uh, and just got it going. I think Mike Lawson on Spring Creeks was our first show. And, uh, and we, yeah, we took it, uh, took it from there. The, um, um, I think the itinerant angler started like a week or so, maybe before me, I didn't even know it existed. I mean, there was Nothing that I knew existed. I was just kind of off on my own. But I later found out, trying to do some research, that um, uh, the itinerant angler, you know, was was starting at the same time, within weeks. But like you say, it wasn't called podcasting there. We called ours internet radio because we were broadcasting live over the internet mm. and then recording it. Now, I think we may be still the only ones doing that, Yeah, uh, which complicates it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's riskier for sure. Um, but I think out of uh, what we've done, I've done 325 shows now. I think I only lost one show. Wow! Uh, and that was early on in 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 the the scheme of things when it was really bleeding bloody edge of <laughs> yeah of broadcasting live over the internet. Wow! So that's amazing. Yeah, and you've got a huge. A huge catalog, back catalog of, of episodes, and you've interviewed, I mean, all, pretty much all of the greats out there, a lot of them multiple times over the years. I mean, what do you, you know, when you look back at your, your, your catalog of guests, you know, what sticks out to you? Because it seems like, you know, I mean, obviously it's a lot of, a lot of work. You know, why do you, you know, what do you love most about do, doing the internet radio? Uh, well, I get to meet a lot of great fly fishers, which yeah. is really incredible, uh, albeit, you know, virtually um, most of the time. But then when I go to shows and stuff, I'm able to, I always try to connect, you know, go to the fly fishing shows or IFTD or whatever. And I always look people up I've interviewed and make sure we get connected face to face. So, uh, so that, that, that's always enjoyable. And if I go to a different part of the country, I can always look somebody up uh, and go fishing. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, that that network of connections has been really, really valuable, and I like I like learning. I'm just uh, a, a serial learner. I just love learning about everything. So you know, fly fishing was I, I didn't start ask about fly fishing to uh, as a business venture, so to speak. It was more a labor of love, and still is in many respects. Although I use it uh, as as part of a business. Uh, um, strategy mm -hmm. nowadays, but, uh, but it, um, 
yeah, I mean, just just learning. I, I've learned so much. I just wish I, wish I could uh, apply it all, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of cost prohibitive when you're interviewing people all across the country and the world. And then you know, you'd love to go fish there, but uh, it's just time and money. You know, to get yeah. there is, is difficult. It. But but I, I think that just meeting people and sharing knowledge is probably the the, the biggest payback that that I get out of it uh, uh, throughout yeah. the years. Yeah, I feel like that's that's the thing. I feel the same way. I want to go to all these places that you struggle, but I, I think the stories, you know, just hearing the stories and telling stories that on our podcast, um, I'm doing a little series, kind of a mini series on like drift boats and kind of the history because that's a real popular thing, obviously in the West. And uh, I just through that journey, I've I interviewed uh, Pete McBride, who wrote, uh, who produced the film Martin's Boat, which is a history of like this Martin Linton on the Grand Canyon who used to run basically ran, run the Grand Canyon. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just a great story, you know, and like his story is amazing. He hiked 750 miles of the Grand Canyon and then and then did a movie about it. And he needs raising, wow. aware, he needs raising awareness for like conservation issues. And Martin Linton is the one that got, you know, helped to make sure there weren't more dams in the Grand Canyon. So, I mean, for me, I, that's where I, I, it's part of the reason I do it. The stories that I love you know, bring it back to the conservation. And, and I mean, I, I'm sure you probably have a little bit of that. Is that, you know, when you, when you do your show, is there a conservation message or something that you're thinking about there? Or is there, you know, a kind of a higher level stuff? Uh, yeah, it just depends on the individual. Um, uh, and you know, we, we, the, the topics are spread really, really broadly. I mean, we do things from technical kinds of, you know, shows on, you know, your own yeah. thing, you know, or, yep. um, or dry fly fishing or, you know, those kinds of things, uh, highly technical with, with, with the, uh, the speakers we have, but we also do things on, you know, fisheries, you know, well, going to a particular, you know, what we did one recently on Northern, uh, New Mexico fisheries. Oh, wow. And, uh, 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 and that one happens to be, um, is interesting. Spencer Seem uh, was the guide that we interviewed there about that, and he was the impetus for uh, the writing of the book *The Feather Thief*. Oh yeah. So now, now this week I'm interviewing Kirk Johnson, who wrote *The Feather Thief*. So hmm. that interconnectivity kind of worked out. So I interview authors. You know, uh, yep. I, I, I've got relationships with Amato and um, and uh, Stackpole Books and some other publishers. So I'm always interviewing there their authors uh so the 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 breadth of the the content is 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 large and i i do ask about conservation we did a a show recently all about conservation and uh but it's it's just kind of depends on the guest i kind of kind of feel them out and are they involved or aren't they and and it always comes up when we talk about a fishery because i you know a lot of the questions that come in are about well what's the health of the fish in your in your area you know how's the river doing uh what what's happening with the dams uh are they removing this or that dam Mm -hmm. you know so that that always comes up and i think that's a good point to be made about the show ask about fly fishing is that in the name itself it's ask about fly fishing so we allow people to ask questions before the show and during the live show uh so that they can get their questions answered and I mix those with questions that I have, and then that becomes kind of the agenda for the show. So again, it, it's uh, and those questions about conservation come up quite readily from the guests, uh, from our audience. Um, I mean, from our audience that uh, write in and want to know about the health uh, of a fishery. 
That's all. Awesome. Yeah, no, I love I love that you do the questions. I mean, I think that's a that was a smart thing to do because it, it engages your audience. You know, people are actually going to, you know, hear their questions answered and that's cool. Has it been, I mean, obviously, yeah, you do a live show, you know, that's not the easiest thing to do. The people are doing Facebook lives and things like that, but it's probably a little different. Um, you know, how, what's been the most challenging thing about doing the live show over the years? Well, initially just the technology to, to make it happen. Uh, it was brutal at the beginning hmm. stage um, because nobody had a solution. I was kind of piecing things together, uh, uh, you know, technically to try to make it happen. But I wanted to do it live because I wanted, for just like you said, I wanted the interaction with the people. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so that was important to me. And um, as time went on, the technology changed. Um, just for people that might be wanting to do, you know, their podcast live or something um, down the road, I use a, a, a software platform called uh, Instant Teleseminar, and uh, it allows me to to just basically it's like a online conference uh, call, but uh, the guest calls in, I call in, and then the technology takes care of broadcasting live over the internet. Hmm. So. We put a player during the show, the live show. There's a player, and people can, they can call in with their phone and listen, and they can use the, the you know, the online player that's on the homepage of our site to listen. Um, so now it's easy, and it automatically records it. Yeah. So when it's done, I just pull the recording, I send it over to uh, Ruby, one of the people that works for me, and she uh, cleans it up, you know, and. Uh, and, and, and then we uh, post it and it goes into our archive and it sits in our archive, you know, forever, as far as I'm concerned. So, yep. so it's it, the hardest part initially was just the technology. And, you know, you could probably remember when video was first started, oh, yeah. you know, how choppy and, and the bandwidth was so terrible, you know, from, from one site to another, you could maybe play this or maybe not play it. Um, but, um, yeah, but technology has come a long way. It's really really easy nowadays mm-hmm. i think than uh and and compared to when we first started yeah yeah there's a ton of good solutions now out there and i've interviewed on my other podcast a number of experts that have products and in, in the podcasting space and you know from squadcast to, to to just zoom you know i mean now that we're in covid i mean it's it's the zoom right is is this become this normal thing everybody uses zoom and um, you know, if you had to, there's all sorts of different ways to do it. You mentioned your yeah. you mentioned your archive. Um, it was interesting because I when I first heard about you, I was listening to your show a big part, you know, because you had some amazing guests. And when I was starting my show out, you know, I would kind of listen to some if I had a guest coming on from your show or, or on my show, I'd listen to yours to kind of get a little bit of background on them, which I still sure. do, you know, and that's helped. So I was a member uh, for a while there because you had a membership thing, right? You paid to listen and there were no episodes on Apple. And it's interesting because I have a guy who, who's kind of a mentor of mine. He tells me, he used to say, you know what? It's not a podcast if it's not on Apple, on, on iTunes, you know, Apple podcast, yeah. you know, you gotta yeah. be there, but you, you kind of had like a show or two, right? Can you talk about your membership thing? And I don't think you're doing that anymore, right? No, no, we're not. Um, well, when we first started out, there were no podcast platforms, period. I mean, didn't exist, you know, and uh, uh, like, so that wasn't an option. So we started out, uh, you know, just allowing people to play them from the site, the recordings or download them. They could download them and a lot of people do that still. Uh, So we had that. That was our our podcast platform. I mean, it It was was your website. Yeah. Yeah. You can play it here or you can download it. Take your pick, you know, but there was no distribution 
uh, strategy back then at all. Huh. Uh, so when we first started out, I, I thought, well, let's, let's do this and maybe we can sell some advertising on it. We tried that for a while and um, it, it involved a heck of a lot of work with lot, not much return. Um, there wasn't any system out there, and I, I, I'm still wondering if that's not an opportunity uh, to create some kind of a bureau or, or agency for to distribute advertising amongst the podcasts. But, um, but, but there wasn't anything back then. We tried that. Then I said, well, I'm not trying another way to monetize it. I'll, I'll start up a membership program, which we did and initially started out gangbusters you know it just i put out the word and say hey we're charging and here's the fees and uh and uh, a ton of money rolled in rather mm. quickly uh, but then as time went on that kind of uh you know it, it was steady but it really was just covering the cost of production yeah. more than anything else and and then i said well you know what i can probably i'm not really making any money on this and i can probably get more reach if i start distributing the and, and and so that was a closed door thing like you say you know yeah you had to pay to get in the archive you could listen to like five shows and then you had to pay and it was nominal it was like 9.95 a year yeah. or something uh, you know i mean it wasn't a big deal but um i thought well to get bigger reach you know longer reach uh it'd be better to get it out on the on the podcast distribution platforms and so then we i started doing that and and that was recently within the past year or so mm -hmm. so we've been not all our shows are out there yet um we're slowly migrating them out it's a big project mm. <laughs> to to get them all out there um uh so but but that's happening now and we're on all the you know we're on all the platforms now but um yeah uh but that was a again that was a kind of a learning curve both business wise and also technology wise because when we started it didn't exist so um, nowadays everybody knows what to do it's you know yeah. i do a podcast i put it out on you know you know apple yeah. podcast you just do it but back then uh, it wasn't clear it wasn't clear yeah yeah no i know and that's the power now is that you just say no matter where the person's listening you know right now there's you know <laughs> however many people are listening to this as we talk i mean they they might be on an apple or a you know, who knows, right? What device or what app they're using, but they can listen to it anywhere, anywhere in the world, any device. It's just, it's there. They can listen to it on their watch if they wanted to, right? That's, that's the power. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, we get a lot of feedback from our listeners and, uh, we, we do get, uh, you know, a certain amount of live listening to the show. Um, but the majority of the people are listening to it as podcasts or downloads because, like you say, they're listening in their car while they're driving to go fishing, while they're tying flies, when they're supposed to be at their corporate job working, you know. <laughs> so yep. uh, all these places they can listen to now, and it makes it a lot easier. Uh, yeah. that, was, that was a difficulty during those times when there wasn't, you know, when we weren't on Apple. I probably should have made that move earlier. You know, uh, on getting on the podcast channels, but uh, uh, but people would, you know, that was kind of a tech support call. You know, how, how did I, how do I download this onto my iPhone? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah, now I hear you. Um, now it's a no brainer. But yeah, you know. and you mentioned the agencies for advertising. I, you know, being in that space as well, kind of the podcasting. There there are a number of companies now that have services for advertising and. Uh, that are out there. I'll, I'll put a link to a couple of the bigger ones, but um, yeah, there's there's some great services. There's, the challenges in the fly fishing space. It's so small uh, that right. you know the advertisers. It's not you know there's a lot more business advertising in, on those markets than there are fly fishing 
companies. So it's a little bit of a struggle. Right. But um, if anybody has questions about that, I could I could uh, help with that. But I wanted to dig. You know, the, the ask about fly fishing. If we have time, maybe we'll we'll dig in a little bit towards the end back to some of the stuff there. I mean, obviously it's a huge resource. If anybody wants to go listen to uh, you know hundreds of episodes, they have you know your website. Um, but I did want to touch on the other thing. You know, you mentioned it before your business and the strategy. Can you just talk about? I know you've got something new going here. Maybe maybe start us off with with the new project you have going and talk about how that might help some of the the fly fishing companies listening here. Hey, just want to take a quick break here and let you know that we're doing something a little bit differently today. Instead of listening to the full conversation uh, here at Wet Fly Swing, uh, Roger and I break into a little bit on the business side of things and we talk about how if you have a fly fishing business, how the, the work he does and the, his product will help you. Uh, do a little bit uh, better this year. So if you want to check this out, you can head over to outdoorsonline.co slash Roger. And, uh, and if you go over there, you can, uh, you can take a look at the middle chunk where we talk all business and you hear about what Roger can do for the companies he works with in the fly fishing space. So this is a little bit differently, a little different than we usually do it, but I wanted to see how this works. Also, there'll be a link in the show notes. If you just go over to your app, and click over, there'll be a link um, there at the top that will be over to, we'll call this uh, uh, Outdoors uh, Segment 2 or something like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll also put a link at uh, wetflyswing.com slash, uh, slash Roger. Uh, you can get the all the notes there at the show notes. So just want to give you a heads up. So, again, if you want to check that out, just get over there now. Otherwise, I'm going to continue on with the end of uh, the episode where I talked to Roger more about Ask About Fly Fishing. So I uh, hope uh, hope you like this. I hope you get a chance. So you're probably, you know, if you're running, I'm sure you're just going to keep listening. If you're uh, driving, um, probably keep listening as well. But if you're somewhere where you're stationary and you want to listen to the business side, just go over to search for Outdoors Online Marketing Podcast and, uh, and go listen to the recent episode uh, that fits right in line with this one. Okay, let's, uh, let's get back to it. Either way. Yeah, let, let, maybe we can go back to ask about and just to kind of take us out in a few kind of uh, more of some rapid fire questions on, you know, the show that I was kind of thinking about here. Um, I mean, the first one is, I guess you, you've had a ton of, of guests. How do you how do you go about choosing your guests? You know, you mentioned you've got some new per, uh, folks coming on this week. How does that process look? Um, it, it, it can, they can come from all different uh, um yeah. Directions. I mean, the the feather thief thing is, I was up on a friend's son's ranch in Wyoming <laughs> last <laughs> year, and we were sitting around drinking wine at the table that night, and and his wife uh, Hillary, uh, we were talking. They're both fly fishers, and we we're just talking about fly fishing. Goes, you know, I I I, I know this guy down in New Mexico, uh, Spencer Seam, and he he uh, uh, he has something to do or connection with. Uh, the guy that wrote the feather thief <laughs> and i said really and she goes yeah i have his card so she gave me his card and a couple months later i called spencer and then did a show with him because he's a good guide and and he was the one that that, that kind of gave the idea to kirk johnson about writing the feather thief and so then i got in contact with him so there's one example <laughs> you yeah. know of how that i got so, two interviews out of that that are interconnected gotcha but um comes from I, everywhere i yeah, I mean, I have a relationship with Stackpole and Amato. They come out with a book and an author. I know about it right away. 
I'm right on that because I want to interview those authors. It's easy for me. Um, I get their books. I, it's a great, great way to generate questions. I know something about them. Um, and then other things are, are just word of mouth references from mm-hmm. one to another oh you sh- and and the audience uh writes in and says oh you should interview so-and-so uh she guides up on you know this river in montana and uh, she's awesome you know so yeah. i'll uh, follow that up and uh um you know i i interview both the gurus in the industry you know the land and mayors you mm-hmm. know the uh you know uh that that kind of thing but i also uh interview um you know just 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 the everyday guide on the river you know yeah knows more than maybe a lot of these gurus you know but uh, uh, but that's that's the sources so authors is one referrals is another uh if if i think i need something you know like maybe there's and there's plenty of holes still after 325 shows there are many places and things that i need to interview people about it's just like yeah it doesn't end um (laughs) and and there's always the new guy you know that that comes out of the woodwork and is is uh, really knowledgeable and an expert at what they do and you know and, and so that presents an, a, a new opportunity but um yeah you know i might say you know i haven't really done anything about fly fishing in western yeah. pennsylvania i should look into that more and, right. and see what i can find there and then i may find someone there and, and then you know go to the fly fishing shows which it's going to be difficult now but yeah there's a lot of connections there that you can make uh the people that are speaking there are always good interviews uh because they're used to talking but you know one thing in the fly fishing industry i found is uh most I, i've maybe had two interviews where it was like pulling teeth, you know, yeah. to get them to talk. But most of them, I'm trying to control them yeah. so that they don't talk so much. <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's easy. It's easy in that respect. And, and you, know? you don't, when you're doing yours, you on your show, uh, it's live, right? So you're not really editing those. We edit the, the recorded show oh, afterwards. You do. Yeah, you do. But, edit. but yeah. not much. Not much. We, we're just pulling out if there's long, uh, space you know situations or or something like that but it's just minor cleanup you know we've we once in a while have you know the the speaker will drop off and have to jump back on again so we got this big blank space you know where i'm trying to entertain people while we're waiting for them to get back on yeah we might cut that out but but it's it's minimal editing it's just really yeah it's minor it's kind of like kind of like what we do and i you know it's, it's interesting i love you know the chat here here because i think of I've interviewed a number of editors of magazines and, and folks that are, and I think of the journalism piece, right? As I've been digging into like this drift boat series, I'm doing kind of this side kind of mini series or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, where I started with, you know, the Martin's boat thing, because I heard from one of my guests, um, one of the guides that we had on uh, Marty Shepard mentioned Martin Martin's boat, right? This, this little 20 minute documentary. So I watched it and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Grand Canyon. And, and all this stuff, and then so I, and so I found the film producer, Pete McBride, and I was like, okay, let's track this guy down. And I ended up interviewing. That's the episode that went live this morning. I interviewed Pete McBride, but he turns out not only did he produce that, but he's produced like ten movies for National Geographic. He's an amazing photographer. And so I'm going off, you know, I'm a little bit not quite on fly fishing. I'm kind of a little off track, but I kept digging into the drift boat. So I interviewed Martin. I heard on the Martin's boat, the guy who actually helped build his boats back in the 60s. So I tracked that guy down, but he died. So I tracked down his son-in-law who still owns the company. And yesterday I talked to his son-in-law and said, hey, would you mind coming on the show to describe um, Martin's, you know, those boats, the dories? 
And so I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm a journal, like I'm a little bit more of a journalist going down this track. Do you feel yeah. like, do you feel yeah. like you're a journalist? I mean, what do you feel like with your show that, that you are? What would you call yourself? I don't know as much of a journalist as, um, uh, just a, a connector, you know, I'm yeah. just trying to connect the people, the general public to a lot of these people that are very knowledgeable. And a lot of the people that I listen, don't have the ability to travel or to, to get on the river with, with Landon Mayer or somebody like that. Um, uh, and so this is their, their connection, you know, and they can, especially with COVID and stuff like that, you know, you can be at home and you can be enjoying, you know, an adventure, so to speak. Um, but that's, I, I, it, things, it's hard to, to know where things take you. Another person I think you should talk to is Roger Fletcher. I don't know if you've met him yet. Um, he's a educated historian and, and drift boat. Oh yeah. Know. Yeah, I did. I did actually. In fact, we're talking this week. I'm going to talk to him this week. Yeah. He has a, yeah. he sells those little McKenzie boat models, right? Well, he's, yeah, he sells, uh, plans for life-size boats, um, as well. You know, if you want to build your own drift boat as well as, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of desktop models. And the interesting thing about that is I did an interview with him and my father was a kind of a master model builder for uh, free flight uh, uh, airplanes. Oh, wow. And he actually was on the U.S. team and went to Hungary one year to compete internationally with these free flight models. He was meticulous about that. So when I connected with Roger Fletcher and that, he found out about these, these boat plans for these miniature drift boats. I, I got it from my dad and I said, Dad, why don't you you know, why don't you build this? And, um, so he built that for me and gave it to me. It's sitting in my hallway on the, on the, 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 the stand there. And that was the last model he built before he passed away. Oh wow! And so this sits there when every time I come in the front door, I see that model of that drift boat and think my dad made that with his hands Amazing! and, and how special that is to me. So, so again, huh. I, I mentioned earlier relationships and connectivity. It, it's, you don't know where things will take you, Yeah. but it's, it's one big adventure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I, that's an awesome story. And I'm kind of thinking the same thing with the models. I, I thought my daughters, I have a couple of young daughters. I, I think they would love to work on a, a drift boat model because we take them out in the river and, you know, do the boating. And I think they're so into all the outdoors. That would be fun. So I'm excited to talk to Rod or, uh, yeah, Roger Fletcher for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And, um, so yeah, on, and again, on ask about what do you know, obviously you've had a ton of great guests, one of your, you know, most popular, some of your most popular episodes out there. Do you have one that kind of just has the most views? Um, you know, the, um, the ones that, um, have been most popular. Well, trout are always most popular. Yeah. You know, I like to talk about salt, but I know um, it doesn't, get uh, it. but it doesn't bring in as many, uh, listeners as does, uh, uh, trout, uh, and even trout over other freshwater species, you know? So, but, um, uh, the ones that have been the most popular recently are, um, Euro nymphing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, you know, the technical aspects of that, like with Devin Olson and, um, uh, those I think probably are, and we've done a bunch yeah. of those. Uh, but that, uh, that is definitely, um, probably the most popular that's right. uh, of things. Um, I've got, uh, a lot of people like the Stillwater episodes huh. because, um, 
that's something that's kind of a mystery to people. It is. I mean, they can go down to a stream and they say, well, there's pocket water here and there's a run and I know how to drift through that. But you can walk out to a lake. It's kind of like walking out to the salt, right? Yeah. Where do you start? <laughs> you know, where are the fish? That's right. Until you learn that. So, so like we have Denny Rickards coming up again. I've done a couple of yeah, shows Denny's with him great. already, but uh, uh, I was talking to him last night, and uh, we've got a nut show coming up in January with him. Uh, but yeah, I'm just looking at her: Devin Olson, Kelly Gallup, um, uh, Jason Randall, yeah, George Daniel. Um, the these are uh, Charlie Craven has been good on fly tying. Yeah, you know has, has been a big. But uh, I would say you know, yeah. Uh, uh, Probably George Daniel and Devin Olson and and um, you know are, are big big draws uh, as far as listenership. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's exactly the same for me. I think Kelly Gallup is maybe our most listened to, and then all the Euro nymphing or. Yeah, there's something about it that's it's uh, the same deal. And then Stillwater, I haven't hit on the Stillwater really heavily, but um, I'm hoping I try to break my my show up into seasons where I can. So I'm hoping to do a like a Stillwater season eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did one with um, Devin Olson on lock style. Oh yeah, fishing. Yeah, uh, and and that was uh, that's pretty heavily listened to. Um, but yeah, uh, Denny Rickards is incredible. I mean, I just talked called him last night <laughs> to ask him, you know, you know, to get him uh, to do another show, and we started talking about the lake down the, the hill from me here, and how how a fish was full of snails that a guy caught the other day, and he started going into the, you know, the <laughs> the scientific aspects of the lake. It was just so interesting. Yeah. It was another twenty minutes later before we got off the phone, but uh, he's like a wealth of still water yeah. information. He's just incredible. Yeah. Den, so yeah and he's great yeah he broke down on ours yeah some really basic steps for stillwater fishing i still love listening to that one um cool roger well i think we've we've touched on it i mean we've obviously heard a little bit of your business background and you know they ask about fly fishing i think kind of says it all you've been around since before podcasting you know 2006 <laughs> which is amazing and uh i mean what's your plan i mean long term you know you got this thing going are you just going to keep churning out uh ask about fly fishing episodes or do you have a plan to change it up a little bit or are you going to keep doing what you're doing uh, probably just keep doing what I'm doing and, and combining that with the digital marketing aspect of business and trying to help, you know, fly fishing businesses, uh, get the word out and, and, you know, build, help them to build their businesses. And, and, you know, it, it's still ask about fly fishing regardless is a labor of love. So I, I still do it. I can't really see myself stopping now. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be be doing a disservice to my listeners if, because people say I just got a, a note the other day and it said, Roger, you have like the, the biggest archive of, of shows on yep. the planet. And 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 there are many people. Well, I shouldn't say many. I mean, there might be a handful of my guests that are no, no longer with us. Yeah. So I think with with what I'm doing, with what you're doing uh, and, and creating archives that people you know, um, we'll be able to listen to them long after they're gone. And, and, and a lot of their knowledge is evergreen, you know, it, it doesn't change that much. In fact, the whole Euro nymphing thing as you talk to the old timers, so that's nothing new, you know, we've been doing that for years. I just put a name yep. on it. That's right. <laughs> you know? that, that's what <laughs> Kelly, yeah. that's what Kelly uh, said. That's what, yeah, that's what Kelly Gallup just said. I had him on again and 
and he mentioned that too is that yeah if it's euro nymphing it's uh, we were doing it back in the the 80s and stuff like that so yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. you mentioned uh, i just want to touch on this because this is a great question i think you just kind of dug into at the archive and i struggle with this a little bit too because i mean not only do some of your guests die but you know we're going to die eventually right uh, yeah and uh, i mean what what's your plan on that because i mean you're going to have hundreds maybe 500 uh, episodes eventually how do those live when you're uh, what's your plan there Boy, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> I, I haven't mapped that out yet because yeah. I don't plan on dying uh, soon. But uh, uh, but no, I, I have given some thought to that. I think at some point, what I'll do is I'll try to ha- hand it off to somebody that has the interest. Yeah, you know, and and is willing to take it further. I mean, it'll have a great start, and it's just a matter of. You know, following the format, it's pretty easy. You know, I mean, we can hand the software over and everything and just say, hey, pick it up from here. And yeah. uh, I, I think that's what I'll probably do. Uh, and it de- kind of depends on where the site is. Is it something that I can sell, you know, yeah. down the road? Or, or do I just, you know, have to give it away? Kind right. of thing. So right, it depends right. on if it's making money or, or what at the point in time as to what I do. But But it's definitely something that can be handed off, I think and continued on without my presence. Um, and I do have kind of a formula that, that yeah. someone can follow. So gotcha. I, I think that's, that's kind of the yeah. plan. Um, well, it, it hits home in the conversation I had on this, which really hit home with me was, um, I had, um, the global fly fisher on, um, way back. Well, it was, it was quite a while ago. Um, but he is, uh, he has MS now, right. And he can't, he can't walk. And, um, Oh boy! You know, and he's not dying. Uh, you know, he's not dying tomorrow, but you know, his life is probably you know is shortened, right? Is shortened now, and he's got one of the largest fly fishing resources online. He's been around just like you on the blog forever. And I asked him that same thing, you know, and it's it's that's the struggle because man, when we all go away, it's like books are different. You got your paper; that book will be out there for a long time, right? But yeah. these these, I wish there was some way we could all put it into like a you know .dot org whatever archive place where you know no matter what you do, whether you sell it or whether you die tomorrow in a car accident, it's like it's there for everybody. Because like if you die, if I die tomorrow in an accident and I don't pay my hosting. My stuff, yeah, my goes stuff away. goes away. Yeah. yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So it's yeah. like I wish we could find a way. And I know there are some archive thing. There is like one. I think it is called like archive.org or something. But again, I think that's even a company. So I don't know. I think we'll get there. Maybe there's a government thing. Maybe there's something we can get out there where we can start working on that. I don't know. Maybe that's a new task. Yeah, for... <laughs> yeah. That that's the other option is just to stop uh, producing new shows and leave it out there as an archive, and yeah. uh, and and have. Uh, you know, have somebody manage the website if you don't want to do that anymore. But just leave the archive out there, uh, you know, for for people to access and and take any current stuff off. You know that, you know, it just wouldn't build and yeah. um, uh, and that would still be a great asset um, uh, because you know the nice thing about you know our site is you could say, well, I'm interested in going to Belize. I wonder if Roger has any shows in Belize. You go to the archive and type in Belize, and then you might find a show. You know, yeah. um, or yeah, Euro Niffing. Well, I'll search that and find exactly. that on the show. And so it, I think that the value of the archive will be there, you know, pretty much for a long time. I, I, I remember when I started fishing, and like I said, I learned fly tying from the guy next door. Yep. There were no videos back then. No. I think it's like one book, Dennis, um, Jack Dennis's book on All fly right. tying. 
that's what we used. And and you know, I mean, you could go down to the fly store, but uh, but there just weren't the resources that you have today to learn. Have you had Jack Dennis on your show? Uh, yes, I think uh, I think I ha- I had him as a um, a guest when uh, we were doing some. I was kind of doing the journalistic thing, at, you know, one time when they, the fly fishing. Uh, competition was in in Colorado, and I was out with a little portable recorder. Oh yeah, uh, uh, recording uh, like Jack Daniels on the uh, oh yeah on the stream, and I mean George Daniels yeah, on the yeah. stream. And I, I think I included a piece on on uh, Jack Dennis at that time, but I have not gone back. Um, you know his his protege um, Jeff Courier. Um, you know I've interviewed probably six or seven times. Yeah, so. yeah. Some of these people, I find that some of them. Um, you know, they, they're not, maybe not coming on ever. You know, I, I've, I've reached out to Jack a few times and, and haven't heard back. So I'm not sure. I think, uh, maybe some people aren't quite sure about the, the podcasting platform. Yeah, there are, there, they, I would say out of, I've interviewed over 200 guests on my show. I've probably been turned down maybe four times. Yeah. You know, um, how does that make you feel when you get like what do you do? So somebody you got somebody out of they base are just like you know I, I what's that? How's that? <laughs> well, it depends on the, the the person. A couple of them said, "Well, how much are you paying?" And I said, "Nothing." <laughs> I said, "I've never paid anybody anything. Think of it as an infomercial for your business because you're going to get some exposure." Yeah. And uh, and it's, I don't need any more no exposure to my business. So I said, "Okay, well, fine. We just won't. You won't be there." Um, uh, it's it so that's was some of it. Um, uh, somebody recently um, who's written like six books uh, and yeah. it has his head's full of information sure. and and I talked to him at a show and I said hey you know would you do an interview and he says oh sure yeah I'll do that and then after the this was last year after fly fishing show and then yeah. he writes me back and says I don't you know he says i thought about it and i don't want to do it and he yeah. said i just do these for fun i don't want to get any more notoriety out of it and i thought oh well that's, that's kind of a waste of your knowledge i mean you're you're in books but if you got out there more people know about your books but but so that was i i don't know really why but he just turned it and said well i'm not interested maybe it was something to do with, maybe he didn't like my work or something right. I don't know. but uh but that's not usually a problem and i have many guests calling me back and saying hey you know i'd like to do another show with you i've yeah. got some new stuff i'd like to share so that seems to be the the norm more than being you know turned down so. that's right that's right all right roger will i'll let you get out of here i appreciate the the chat today um if people want to find you it's just ask about flyfishing.com right ask about flyfishing.com and or um fly fishing digital marketing group Perfect. Perfect. And I'll put links to all that in the show notes and uh, we'll, we'll connect people with you. So yeah, I just want to thank you again for all the resources, you know, over the years, like I said, I've been listening to your show for quite a while. So I appreciate the effort. I know how, how much effort it is to produce a, a, a <laughs> podcast. So I, I, uh, you're, you're like one of the, one of the founders, really, you're one of the fly fishing founders of, of podcasting. So I just want to thank you for that. Well, I appreciate you having me on and, and letting my, let, letting uh, me share my story. Thanks. So there you go. If you want to find all the show notes with all the links we cover, just go to wetflyswing.com slash 172. Head over to wetflyswing.com slash steelheadgear to grab the winter steelhead gear PDF. I'd love to hear uh, what you think. It's uh, kind of a little bit of a rundown of what I love to use during the winter to keep warm. 
and have a better time out there. I uh, want to thank you again today for stopping by to check out the show. I'm looking forward to catching up this soon. Hope maybe see you online or on the river. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com. And if you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes.